Trouble with Transformation, a serialised podcast by Alison Whip. Chapter 21, and the winner is... Did you have a good weekend, kitten? Kat asked, Monday morning. It was the usual dance between us. I swung my legs under the breakfast bar while downing a glass full of juice and shoveling wheat bix into my mouth as quickly as I could. I had ten minutes before the bus arrived and it took five minutes to get to the stop, three if I ran, but I hated getting sweaty first thing in the morning. Kat buttoned her blouse with one hand, sliced a bagel neatly in two with the other, then popped the pieces into the toaster. You've got to admire Kat's talent for time management. She'd been to the 6am hot yoga class, showered, changed, and now ran late for a charity breakfast she'd promised to chair. I can't remember which particular charity it was. You know how she is. There are so many. Sometimes I wonder if that's why you chose her. That she'd be too distracted to figure out you weren't the person you said you were. Or did you actually love her? Love me. Yeah, the weekend was okay. I answered Kat's question, half munching, half talking. I caught some good waves on Saturday. I'm fourth in the overall comp now. Oh, that's great, Kat said. I really wish I could have been there. I rolled my eyes. Kat almost certainly did wish it in that moment. But all it took was a better offer to come along. I bought you some amazing clothes for the summer, though. Maybe we can have a look at them this afternoon after school. Yeah, maybe. Hey, Kat. Kat pressed the early council on the toaster. Her bagel halves popped up. You know, it would be nice if you occasionally called me mum. I nearly choked on my cereal. This was a new development. Kat caught my raised eyebrow and sighed. What is it? Well, mum. I was thinking about Terry. I mean, dad over the weekend. Oh. At the mention of you, Kat flushed and busied herself with buttering her bagel. She was dodging the subject. Kat never used butter. It's just that, speaking of clothes, I was thinking you and Terry must have gone to a lot of fancy events in your time. You must have worn some fiercely hot dresses. Kat's forehead smoothed and she zoned out for a bit. Going by her blissful expression, she was reliving some of her more spectacular moments as Mrs. Terry Jones. Mmm, she said dreamily. There were some fabulous gowns, I must say. I remember this time. We were meeting with the Prime Minister of Japan. Well, you know those women are fearless when it comes to fashion. So I felt under a lot of pressure to make a good impression. At the same time, the men can be very traditional, so I had my friend, Kenta Okashiwari, designed me a fabulous gown, which was a hybrid of traditional kimono and an 80s-style balloon dress. It would have to be seen to be believed. I know, I said, holding back a giggle, as an image of Danny from Friday night, wearing the dress and strutting between the rows of boxes, singing, Thank you, next, popped into my head. Excuse me? Um, I think I saw a photo of it once. Oh, okay. Anyway, there was another time when, what did you wear to the Grammys? I blurted, 
I'd seen the aisles of boxes. If I still wanted to make the bus, I'd really have to hustle. There wasn't time for Cat Jones's greatest wardrobe hits, let alone the aria she was tuning up for. That dress must have been out of this world. The Grammys? Cat said, with a frown. Yeah. Didn't Terry win a Grammy at one point? Cat laughed. Really, Ginny, where did she get that idea? He did used to keep a replica of one in his office, but that was just a joke. You know how your father liked to have a laugh. Oh no, look at the time, she muttered, looking down at her watch. We'll chat after school, okay? No peeking at your summer stash without me. With one fluid movement, Cat caught up the bagel in one hand, grabbed her handbag and keys with the other, then flew out the door. As I watched her go, an electrical buzz started up inside me. Of course. How could I have missed that? I remembered your Wikipedia page with all the awards listed, and I refreshed it one more time to be sure. Platinums, Brit Awards, and MTV. No Grammy. I checked my phone. I could still make the bus if I sprinted, but sweater version aside, this was more important. I waited a couple of minutes to make sure I was alone, then crept up to the attic. The tools had been returned to the garage, and not wanting to risk another encounter with Mr Bell, I wrapped the Grammy in an old dress of cats and banged it against a roof beam. The bottom of the cheap replica fell away, and with it came a small, leather-bound notebook. As I bent and scooped it up from the floor, my legs wobbled, weakening beneath me. The attic suddenly felt airless. I dropped to the floor and took a few gulping breaths. In my trembling hands was the one thing about you that was true. Not some phony record label prop. No scandalous news story. Something real. It was hard to believe something so innocuous and inanimate as a book could be the thing to take you away from me. A thrill ran along my fingers. If I could work out the secrets of your notes, then maybe I could lead myself back to you. Or vice versa. I tucked the book back in the Grammy, hiding it underneath a pile of other awards, before running downstairs. I'd have to hitch a lift, but it was a small price to pay. By the time Mr Bell drove me to school ten minutes later, I played it all out in my head. The fantasy version. Family reunion. Happy ending. I briefly broke from my daydreaming to catch Mr B rattling on about the importance of being organised and punctual. You are so right, Mr B, I said, smiling inwardly as an infinitesimal frown flit across his brow. I nodded along benevolently, content in the knowledge that for once, Mr Bell didn't know everything.